Hello, welcome to the Louder Vision podcast for creative people. I'm your host, Laura Mioli, and today's guest is actor, model, and musician, Taraj. So we're going to talk to him in just a minute about his humble beginnings and the amazing things that he's doing now following his dreams. Um, But first, I wanted to talk about what's been going on with this podcast. Um, It's been on a short hiatus, and so I wanted to say thanks to everyone for sticking with me, and I'm glad that you're here listening to all new episodes. If you like what you hear, the Louder Vision podcast is now accepting donations to keep the show going. Just go to loudervision.com on the podcast tab. There's a PayPal link there and show your appreciation for this show, which is completely free. And I want to be doing more episodes, but I will need a little bit of your help. So all contributions will go towards creating new episodes and keeping the show going strong. What's new with me? Well, whether you've heard previous episodes or not, I have been struggling to balance my day job with my creative media and video production business, but it finally happened. I quit the day job. So now I'm embarking on what I call my freelance experiments. And I call it an experiment because I know this transition is going to take time and I never pretend to have all the answers, but so far so good. It's going really well. I'll keep you updated as it progresses. If you're interested in learning more about the reason why I came to this important career changing decision, I talk about that on the Jumblebink podcast. I was a guest on there and I'll put a link to that episode on my website, loudervision.com. And if you subscribe to my newsletter, I'll be sending out updates with the latest on my freelance experiment. So you can hear all about struggles, things that I've learned, things that I've done wrong, but want to do right. Um, people that I get to talk to and the tips that they have. So if you're thinking about leaving your day job to pursue your passion and to pursue your creative career, then this is definitely something that, that we have in common. Definitely still making money doing what I love and I have more time and more opportunities now to do that. So all in all, it was a very good decision to make. And really thanks to everyone who supported me and wished me luck and sent me recommendations. It's really important, especially in the beginning, to make connections and I appreciate it. All right, let's jump into today's interview with Taraj. He's an accomplished model, dancer, social media influencer, and a pop R&B singer and songwriter. His debut album is called Defy and you can find it on his website, tarajmusic.com. And his lead single is We Got Each Other. And it's my jam. I really, really like it. And I hope you do too. We are so lucky that he is giving us a chance to play his song, We Got Each Other, on this podcast today. So take a listen. And right after, I'll be asking him all types of questions about his life, about his career, about all the many things that he does, and what inspires him to make such cool music like this. So enjoy.
Taraj. Hi, Taraj. Say hello. Hey, Laura. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> awesome. So thank you for letting us play that wonderful single on the show. It's my jam. I really like it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Before we talk about your music, which is really awesome and a big thing in your life right now, I want to let our listeners have the full context, full experience of who you are. So we talk a lot about creative people making money doing what they love. So do you have a day job? Tell us how you spend your days. How do you thrive? How do you, what is your career about? I mean, right now, so music has definitely been the main focus uh, basically since the top of 2017. But originally, my background, at least in New York City, is modeling and real estate. Mm -hmm. So I actually got off the ground running with a career in modeling when I moved to New York. And I've been doing that since 2013. And I would say after about maybe six to eight months, I got into real estate and I was doing those two things simultaneously for the last couple of years and mm -hmm. decided to shift focus toward the music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so how did you get into modeling? Oh, it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> after college, uh, when I graduated from college, I, I studied architecture. I have a degree in architecture, so mm -hmm. I was planning to become a licensed architect. Oh, wow. And while I was applying, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was applying to jobs in architecture for about a year and a half. And it just wasn't a good market. More than like 50% of my class ended up doing things outside of architecture. Oh. And I would probably say another 25% got into architecture and then ended up leaving. And then there's like another 25% that are still strong and going at it. Wow. But while I was uh, applying for jobs in architecture, 
I took a trip to Chicago. And while I was in Chicago, I went to the beach. And one mm. of my friends, he took a picture of me and posted it online. And this photographer, Seth London, somehow saw the images. And uh, he sent me a message and he was asking me uh, if I would be able to come to New York to have a photo shoot with him. So I did my research, did my due diligence, looked him up, and then it turns out like he's a dope and Mm well-known photographer in New York City. So, uh, and you're a very handsome young man yourself. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Yeah, so I I basically reached out to him and was like, sure, I could definitely make it down. The shoot was for that particular weekend, Mm -hmm. so I ended up popping on the bus, going to New York. Um, had a really awesome first shoot with him that resulted in him inviting me to come back and shoot again two weeks later. And then during that shoot, I didn't know that there would be about 14 agency sign models there at the shoot shooting at the same time. Wow. That's intimidating. I'm sure. (laughs) It was a little bit, it was a little bit, but I definitely, uh, looked at what they were doing and Mm -hmm. then, you know, studied a bit and essentially held my own and the shoot went really well. And then he invited me to come back again the following week. So at that moment, I just decided, you know what, I think I'm just going to have to shift focus, pack my bags and give this modeling thing a shot. And I'm glad I did because it it just picked up really quickly after I moved to New York City. Yeah, I could go on and on and on and on about like the first two months, but it was crazy. It was a wild ride. (laughs) That's great. And so you were in some music videos? Yeah, yeah. Music videos. It was like during the first two months. I think the thing that started it was I won a campaign. So I landed a campaign with Aeropostal. And that like got a lot of attention online. And from that, I ended up winning this international male model competition, which was crazy. Literally (laughs) the week that it was announced that I landed the campaign. And then two weeks later, I was on set shooting a music video with Meek Mill and Alley Boy. Then the following week, I got invited to shoot with Miley Cyrus Uh, Mike Will made it, Juicy J, and Wiz Khalifa for their music video 23. And it it was crazy, crazy. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. And so what did you learn being on set? That's like a new world for you, right? Yeah. Let me tell you, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people just don't really have any idea Mm -hmm. about. Like when you're shooting a music video, just to get those three and a half, four minutes, it's just... Oh, my God. Sometimes, like, days and days of shooting, Mm -hmm. essentially nonstop. Um, The longest one for me was when I was shooting with 23. Like, we were there, I think it was, like, almost 23 hours. And that was just for our portion. Wow. And our portion just showed up at most maybe six or seven seconds out of the total music video. So I I could imagine, like, when I was talking to Miley, like, she, she... Great spirit, great attitude and everything. But, oh, my God, I could tell, like, she was just going at it for, like, days with very little sleep and very little breaks and stuff. So, yeah, 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 it's insane. So it's just all about, you know, just working your butt off, just being ready at the drop of a dime. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. Awesome. And so while we're talking about modeling, do you have any tips for any male models out there or models in general who just want to become successful like you are? Keep at it. 
there's like a lot of oh god i hope i don't sound like a broken record but the modeling <laughs> industry is just one where someone is always going to have something to say so if you receive negative criticism or feedback like mm -hmm. don't let that get you down because you know everybody can't please everybody just mm. find what your niche is really delve and tap into that do your best to thrive at it and just never give up never 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 give up yeah i think that's good advice for any artist yeah, yeah yeah most definitely i think it's important that um Oh, let me see if I can find the, the proper way to say it. Because a lot of people, they, they think that looks are everything, uh, especially when it comes to modeling. Like, looks, it changes, like, every season. So this may not be your moment at this particular point in time, but mm -hmm. the next season, you may be the the next hottest thing. So definitely keep at it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So you were also on Bravo's million dollar listing. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. actually I didn't know that about you <laughs> until I saw your bio. But that's so cool. I'm gonna go back and watch all your episodes. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh I, I actually had the chance to meet and become friends with uh Ryan from the show and he's a really cool and humble guy whenever i go to his events like he's awesome to chat with just just you know he's always cracking jokes he's i'm glad that they show more of who he is as a person now on a show because the earlier seasons i think there was just this disconnect that he was kind of like um just like cocky and a little bit, you know, conceited and rude and stuff. But he's really one of the most humble people that I've ever met. And I don't know. I think they just show that stuff just to, to, to build up the ratings a bit. Mm. Yeah. 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 And so you were on as a real estate agent, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, on as a real estate agent and also just uh, being one of the brokers that were able to, I guess, exclusively preview either it was like apartments or it was like the launch of this insane real estate commercial that Ryan had for one of his listings that involved like helicopters and Lamborghinis oh. and Ferraris. And it was insane. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. So you're a. So how did you get into being a real estate agent when you have this career that's modeling and acting? Okay, so when I first started in modeling, mm -hmm. like, the, I guess it's the pace of the industry. I would say probably when it was like really crazy for me, I was working maybe like two to three gigs a week. Uh -huh. um, so that made me feel like I had a lot of time on my hands. Um, so I just wanted to do something in addition to modeling that was similar to my background in architecture, not necessarily like design, but since I have so much background knowledge, like it just translated yeah. over in real estate. So one of my friends reached out to me and she was like, dude, you'd be really awesome if you decided to pursue a career in real estate. And if you really want to try to give a stab at it, like, I could connect you, you know, make a recommendation, good school for you to get your license. And mm -hmm. I did that, got into it and just picked up really quickly with it. Yeah. yeah. I hear real estate's a really good way to meet people and make money, right? It's an excellent way to meet people for sure. <laughs> for okay. sure. 
Um, the money part, a lot of people think that it's it's easy. Let mm-hmm. me tell you, it's not easy. Oh. It's it's you you really have to hustle. It's a lot of embarrassing phone calls to almost everybody in your network, seeing if they are interested in real estate, if they have any leads or they're related to somebody, somebody's mama, brother, sister, cousin is interested in buying or whatever or renting wow. an apartment or planning on renting and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you just have to really hustle hard, and and the pay, Lord, it takes forever. You don't get paid <laughs> until the deal's done. So rentals yeah. faster, mm-hmm. like you get paid like after you close the deal, probably within a couple of weeks. But if it's a sale and the sale takes like six to eight months before it closes, you're not going to see a dime for about six to eight months. So you got to prepare yourself for that. Wow. Yeah. So it yeah. sounds like being a real estate agent. And I mean, everything that you do, it sounds like everything that you do, you're really an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely one of the things that I actually I was just talking about this in in another interview. It's one of the most important components in terms of I would say everything that I do, where it's like entertainment, real estate, even architecture that that taught me a lot about entrepreneurship, Hmm. where it's just like you have to be your own boss, you have to make sure you're a master of your hustle and just go hard. Yeah. So do you have any, well, since I'm a new, not a new entrepreneur, but I'm new to being an entrepreneur full time. (laughs) It was always like my side thing. So do you have any tips for people who are, who want to be an entrepreneur or want to be successful? Yeah. Like this, this, I think this is probably one of the most important things that people tend to overlook Mm -hmm. and it's speaking up. Like, never be afraid to speak up, whether it's like speaking your mind or if you see someone that you respect and admire or whether it's like a mentor or just just like an idol of some sort. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to walk up to that person and strike up a conversation. Speak up because you'd be surprised, like just from opening up a mouth like how many opportunities can simply come about that way. Like even with, I would say down to music, like I really and truly would not be doing a lot of the things and going to a lot of the events if I did not muster up the courage to speak to certain people because Mm. they just opened so many doors and just those doors will just take you so far. Yeah. Awesome. So before we get to hear more about Taraj's music career and his debut album, I want to tell you guys about what I have been working on and how I can help you. So if you need help building your online presence, maybe you need a high quality video, some graphic design, help with a podcast or tutoring so that you can learn to do these things on your own. Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm an Emmy award-winning multimedia producer with 10 years of experience, and that always seems very awkward for me to say. So instead of trying to figure this all out on your own, and you're trying to learn new programs, and you're trying to figure out marketing, and trying to figure out all these things, just work with me. Now imagine this, you could be sleeping, working, living your life. Meanwhile, your ideal audience will find you. Loudervision Productions is my production company and we create unforgettable images and videos that are customized to bring your target client to you. So we provide modern high-end digital media to make you stand out. Just go to loudervision.com to see examples of my work and tell me how I can help you solve your marketing problems. All right, now let's get back into our interview with Taraj. 
So congratulations on releasing your debut album. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So it's called Defy. Tell everyone about it. Okay, so the the release is actually just one part of what will be a trilogy that'll come together to be Defy. Oh, I like um, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually just an EP. Mm-hmm. So it'll be three EPs that come together. Um, and the songs, oh, these are my babies because this is essentially my introduction and I wanted it to essentially be like... Let me see if I can find the right words for this. I wanted the first album to essentially introduce me as a person, whereas you get a sense of my story and the mm-hmm. journey of who, of how I actually became the person that I am. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the songs are uplifting, feel-good songs with a message that's behind it, messages that essentially state that you were not confined to your past or your current circumstances um, that you can actually get up (laughs) and get out of your current situation um, that you can like no matter where you're from because I grew up super humble beginnings in Miami Mm -hmm. like we were very poor and there were a lot of naysayers especially growing up that would always tell me that I wouldn't be able to do this I wouldn't be able to do that Mm -hmm. that I would never amount to anything. And look at where you're from. You're from the hood. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but that's all you're ever going to know. And that's all you're ever going to, you know, mm-hmm. I guess, live the rest of your life in. Um, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, definitely. And I, I, I was just always against that. I always told myself that I would find a way to get out. And I just worked my butt off. And I found that it was through education that was the vehicle to get out and and just continuing to to never give up on your goals and for everyone that grew up i guess uh, under similar conditions i want my music to kind of be a voice for them and to inspire them that they can actually make it out of their current situation so that's pretty much what the album's about it's about my love life the struggles the triumphs the victories Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, thank so you. Who or what inspires you musically to make such a personal album? But I'm sure there's someone who has really been an influence for you. Well, in terms of, uh, I, I would say, inspiring or influential singers, it would have to be Whitney Houston, mm. Michael Jackson, Luther Vandross, because a lot of their their work the music that's a part of their catalog, they had like these super strong messages of hope. Yeah. Uh, songs that will uplift you and inspire you to want to be a better person. And I felt like for me personally, that's something that was a huge part of my life, at least my music, mm-hmm. my life in music growing up. So that's something that I feel is severely missing in the music industry Mm -hmm. so i would i I, it's been a dream of mine to be able to craft songs that have a similar message but definitely are more grounded in a contemporary context uh Mm -hmm. so yeah 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 and i'm i'm actually it kind of makes sense when you say you know whitney houston michael jackson because you're the the single that we played it sounds kind of like 80s 90s influence to me 
Oh, yeah. It has yeah. that kind of beat to it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, whenever I can, I definitely want to be able to make it recognizable or noticeable who are the ones who influence me musically. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. So walk me through the process of creating your EP. Okay. Uh, so I guess from the songwriting point of view, it, it's been, it's, it's, it's really and truly been fun. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad that I've been able to actually, I guess, express myself through music because it's, it's, it's been a minute. Uh, yeah. So the process is definitely uh, a lot of the songs. There's like a component of my creative process where I will wake up. And literally songs are written in my dreams. I will wake up and I'd have the entire song from like the lyrics, mm-hmm. the ideas in terms of the instrumentation, the melody and everything. And I would either get in front of my microphone right off the bat and just record everything that I remember a cappella, mm-hmm. and then transcribe it further using my piano here in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, or songs would just come a little bit more or- organically uh, through my life experiences and really and truly every song that's on the album it's a reflection of my life <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I just want to place the truth so so at least the creative process to me has been very 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 organic it's not forced because it's, everything is true to who I am and so that's I guess there's that component but at the end of the day, I think the more important component in terms of crafting this album was just through all of the love and support that I received over the last couple of months. Mm. Like this album would not have come together if it wasn't for some of the people, some of my friends who I've known for a few years who just sat down and had a conversation with me. It was just like, dude, you need to pursue your true passion. Yeah. And that um, one of my friends who was just like, hey, why don't you run a campaign on Indiegogo. Mm-hmm. It might be a vehicle for you to get your career off the ground. And I did just that. And just hundreds of people came out and supported me. And we ended up raising, it was almost $25,000 for the project in total. Yay. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, I'm just grateful and thankful for all of the people who came through and supported me. And here I am doing <laughs> what I love and I'm so thankful for it. (laughs) So tell me about your early music experience. Like, were you always a musician as a kid or how did you start? Because, you know, piano, that must be something that was a long time coming. Oh, nah, actually, uh, I I just dabble at it, to be honest. Um, Yeah, like for me, I just mostly use it to compose. Okay. Like I'm, I'm no Beethoven or Alicia Keys. But, I thought but you were one of those four-year-olds, you know. <laughs> oh, I wish. No, I grew up in the hood. I, we could not afford <laughs> piano lessons or anything. Uh, but my background, I always... Uh, so interesting because growing up, I used to draw and paint all the time. So my family was so focused on me developing my artistry in terms of, I guess, two dimensions, just drawing, Mm -hmm. painting, and eventually architecture. So I always knew that I could sing. And I would always sing behind closed doors as a child. Mm -hmm. I was so afraid of essentially letting my family know that I have this love of singing. And it wasn't until... High school, I did this program, whereas I was I was lucky 
like my background then it's like I was acting in addition to the arts and so usually I would be acting in a play but they had a musical component for this production and I was asked to essentially sing in honor of the program director who's a Grammy Award recipient his name's Oliver Wells mm-hmm. I was like sure why not and the funny thing about it they didn't really know that I could actually sing so they were kind of going off on a whim Wow. So the moment came about and like it's a really big production that it gathers probably about almost 5,000 people for this conference. So here I am on stage. I have to sing something in honor of this huge, you know, Grammy Award winning gospel artist. Um, So I started singing and I can't like I, I really and truly can't describe that very moment other than feeling like I finally found like home. Like it was just, I was just so comfortable and at ease and it just felt like something that took over in that particular moment. And then when I was done with the performance, like I almost broke down and cried because I received a standing ovation from the entire audience. And I just knew from that moment forward that singing was something that I I really and truly wanted to do for the rest of my life. And it wasn't until, I guess, college that I actually started getting really serious about it. Mm -hmm. So I joined an acapella group where I was able to rehearse and perform multiple times every week. And then I ended up being inspired by that environment. So I started writing my own songs And then I posted a few online, built up a fan base, and then that led to eventually traveling out from Ithaca uh, at Cornell to having my own shows in New York City. Mm -hmm. So I was performing every other week uh, for about two years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's how everything came about with music. So... If you discovered, since you discovered your love of singing in college, why continue to go for architecture? Was that, was that just another passion of yours? Like you wanted to do both at the same time or was there like for a financial me, reason, reason behind it? For me, architecture, at least growing up, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was definitely... I guess the way that that I could say it was like, it was a passion of mine until I learned a lot more about the logistics behind the profession. Mm. Um, It wasn't until my third year where I realized that this may not actually be the thing for me, uh, mostly from a point of view, whereas I wouldn't be content doing that for the rest of my life. But then there's also the financial component Whereas I wouldn't necessarily be able to take care of myself and my family because that's always Mm -hmm. been a goal of mine. Like I need to do something whereas I'd be able to give back and take my family out Mm -hmm. of the hood, (laughs) for lack of a word. Um, And architecture definitely was not something that I could achieve that goal. And that goal for me... First and foremost, the reason why I continued on and got a degree with in architecture is because my grandmother, she really, really, really pushed me and really wanted me to become an architect. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I would say midway through college where I had the courage to just tell her that I'm only doing this for you. Like my passion 
100% and I feel like my calling is music. Mm -hmm. But I will continue and get this degree because I know how important it is to actually have a degree, have some sort of proof of an education. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we go into college or some kind of experience thinking, I want to come out with this and this is my dream and that's what I want to do. So Mm -hmm. like architecture for you. Um, And then we realize that that thing that looked so lucrative at the time when we were kids is not something that makes money anymore. The world is changing. Mm -hmm. For me, being in video, you know, working in television and film used to be something that was very prestigious and made a lot of money. But now that everyone has a a camera on their phone, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. So how do you how do you deal with that in the music industry because the music industry is kind of similar like everyone is talking oh, yeah. about how now it's like you don't make any money from music and all this stuff but like there are people that really love doing it and i know for you it's like a passion and something that that makes you feel whole inside so how do you mm-hmm. work that out yeah it's definitely pretty much the same uh with the music industry yeah, yeah like everybody has access now uh, because of technology the availability of software and now free software yeah i mean GarageBand. from what i understand i, I don't personally use garage band mm-hmm. but garage band is free now so everybody can go in and essentially produce their own music producer track these days and quite honestly if it wasn't for the availability of software um i probably wouldn't be able to be making music i guess wouldn't be able to make music this very day mm-hmm. uh, so one of the things for me especially from a financial point of view especially if it's something that you're passionate about mm-hmm. you just have to find a way to make ends meet like for me like i am not like my livelihood doesn't come from music yet mm-hmm. although it's my full-time job at this point uh i'm still surviving off of my modeling gigs, real estate, and yeah. 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 So yeah, I, I think it's just important that especially when you're entering an industry like the entertainment industry, that you have something else going on at the same time just so you be able to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you don't have to give up on your dream because of yeah. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have any tips for people, other musicians out there? who want to make an album, any do's and don'ts or something you learned in the process of making your EP? I would have to say definitely have a side hustle or two. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, to, and and make sure you schedule, like I guess scheduling is important. Like when you're, when you're juggling so many hats, make sure that you actually allocate enough time so you're able to produce I guess, pursue your passion mm-hmm. and, and produce something that's of quality that you'll be proud of. And on the other spectrum, say you get all consumed with pursuing your passion, make sure you schedule time to make ends meet. You know? yeah. So yeah, yeah. Those are definitely the tips that I would have to offer. And mm-hmm. once again, never give up. Definitely yeah. don't give up. Things don't happen overnight. So through persistence, just keep at it. If you're good at what you do, in due time you're going to get recognition Mm -hmm. yeah it's just about staying in the game and and 
and just keeping at it. And how do you feel about releasing your music? Like you, we work on our stuff for so long. And then when it's time to actually put it out there and you did a kick, a Kickstarter campaign or Indiegogo campaign mm-hmm. um, and you raised a lot of money. So there's a lot of, you know, no, no pressure or anything. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> there's oh, a there's lot of people of watching. <laughs> yeah. there, Yeah. 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 There's definitely a lot of pressure for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I didn't want to put that on you. I'm just saying like, it feels like it can be a lot of pressure to put your work out there after you've had a bunch of people contribute towards it. So how do you deal with that? For me, I guess one of the things that, that I, I found myself doing, especially over the last couple of years is just mm-hmm. being super genuine um, in terms of who I am. So since my music is a reflection of that, that's what I've been giving people since day one. So I, I don't necessarily feel any pressure in terms of the release of the music because it's definitely a product that I, I feel very, very, very proud of. Um, I put together an amazing team, a team that I, I vibe really well with. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is, it's music that you typically don't hear. <laughs> um I would say on the radio because of the strength of the messages behind it. And then on top of that, the, the production quality too. So yeah, yeah, no pressure. But <laughs> I, I think more of the focus is I hope that I can actually make some sort of an impact with my music. So yeah, maybe I there's pressure. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. you definitely will. Because that first track I've heard is really fun and really um it makes me dance, not even standing up. So I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so as a, you're a creative artist, you're multi-talented singer, dancer, actor, real estate agent, all of these things. So it can sometimes be hard to balance all of that. So you're focus, you're focusing on one thing and then something else might get less attention. So while you've been working on your music, how do you balance everything else? I think I've been doing like balancing things ever since I was in school. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, for me, it's just second nature to have a lot of things going on at the same time. Like Mm -hmm. even at Cornell, like being in architecture, a lot of people would just be, they would always like ask me, how do I do it? Like, how Mm -hmm. do you find time to make sure you're good to go when it comes to school in architecture you're a part of an acapella group, you're in a fraternity, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're traveling out to New York City for your shows. And uh, yeah, just scheduling, scheduling, scheduling. Um, I think for me, I had to let go of being, oh God, I still struggle with it too, not gonna lie. (laughs) But definitely putting it in its place, being a perfectionist, because you can just get caught up on the littlest of details, the smallest of details, and yeah, just letting that go, but definitely like using your calendar or like I have apps where it's just like I get I have reminders where it's like, OK, you work on this for this amount of time and then an alarm or an alert that will come on. be like, OK, it's time to stop doing this and move on to the next thing. So uh, just just having structure systems yeah. in place to make sure you're you're on top of your scheduling. Yeah. And how do you find time for social life and family? Actually, well, uh, or re- relaxation, wish. maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, 
it's a little tough these days because yeah. of of all that's been going on with music but i at least do my best to spend time with my closest friends and keep in touch with my mom mm-hmm. um hopefully i'll have a little bit more time yeah uh, once once everything is is um well, I don't think it's going to wind down. It'll probably get no. crazy with the music. It's going to blow up when the <laughs> album comes out. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, just just having access should hopefully ease it a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm a hard worker. So yeah. It, it's, it's uh, yeah, I definitely have to learn to make more time to, to relax. and. Yeah, I found that since I started freelancing... I work so many more hours and I since I work at home I find it hard to take a break because mm-hmm. it's like my you know my desk is in my living room so it's like I'm not going to go sit and watch TV when my computer's right here it's saying you have so many things to do <laughs> yeah <know? laughs> how has your background had an impact on your success Oh, my background has had everything to do with all that I'm doing right now. Um, just growing up the way that I grew up in Miami, uh, my mom, she's a single mother. My my dad, he passed away before I was born. So I didn't have a father figure. So my mom was just the only person. It was like the women in my family were the only people in my family that I was able to rely on. Mm-hmm. And just... Um, I guess my mom's hustle, that was just a huge example for me because her raising her four children on a salary of at most $14,000 a year, Mm -hmm. that was like her best year. Um, It it just amazes me. Like I'm still to this very day quite perplexed how she pulled it off. Um, You're like sitting there with a calculator, like this doesn't add up. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just insane. But um, growing up, you know, with my family, um, humble beginnings, mm-hmm. just in the hood. Just, I, I guess, I'm more of a person that I learned from other people's actions. Mm-hmm. Other people's lives, other people's mistakes, <laughs> life yeah. choices, etc. So there was just a lot that was set before me where I was able to sit back and just be like, yo, that's not the kind of life that I want to live. Mm-hmm. So I really need to find a way somehow to be different, to actually go on a path that's that's very different from what I'm surrounded by. Um, so it always just pushed me to to work harder while a lot of my friends especially from elementary school and middle school they got caught up in that hype mm-hmm. of what is temporarily cool whether it's just you know drugs and mm-hmm. sex and trying to be mr popular this because you are popular among the ladies etc then you end up being a father at the age of like 14 15 yeah. and that age you have like two three kids it's crazy that was just not me Mm -hmm. um so it just instilled this 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 fire this fervor to to just always try to get out Mm -hmm. you know thrive and accomplish um great things and and that that's something that i still look back 
on and and just take so much inspiration from in terms of everything that I do like more than just music but literally everything that I do it could be like the simplest of an opportunity I'm like mm-hmm. yo I'm just gonna give this everything that I have mm-hmm. um so just just it had a profound impact on me and also the culture of Miami it's 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 oh there's like one side is like that part like across the bridge not the beach but on the other mm-hmm. side the real city of Miami there's that component where it's like I grew up in that and then you have the other side of the bridge where it's just so much beauty so much culture amazing food amazing mm-hmm. music a thriving art scene like all of that mm-hmm. have contributed to everything that I am now and everything that I'm doing so definitely had a profound impact on mm-hmm my life yeah well i look forward to reading your motivational book one day oh god (laughs) (laughs) oh man i think you've got a story there oh man you've got a story to tell yeah life life is oh oh i haven't even cracked the surface (laughs) trust and believe oh man yeah (laughs) stories from those days yeah so tell everyone out there how they can connect with you and listen to your music Okay, so in terms of connecting with me, you can find me on social media. I guess the platform that I use the most is Instagram, and my Instagram handle is Taraj08, T-E-R-A-J-08. You can also find me on Facebook. Just type in Taraj, T-E-R-A-J. Either hit me up on my page there, or you could friend me on my personal page. In terms of music, I have a website. You can find me at tarajmusic.com. That's T-E-R-A-J music.com. And you can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Tile, Amazon Music, Apple Music, Pandora, everywhere. Nice. Everything that's online, you can find me there. Like, you can even ask the Amazon Echo. Like, <laughs> like I don't even want to say because she'll she'll start playing the song. But you could, like, Taraj, <laughs> play Taraj, we got each other, and she'll play it. Nice. <laughs> Thank you so much, Taraj, for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was amazing. Amazing, amazing. (laughs) Okay, thanks, Taraj. I'll put all those links in the episode description on loudavision.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. I am filmmaker, artist, and your host, Laura Mioli. You can connect with me getting creative tips and inspiration on social media. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Loudavision. And you can listen to more of these podcasts, read my blog, watch my videos, and contact me. Just go to loudavision.com. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud and subscribe so that you don't miss all new episodes. But don't go away just yet. Since you like podcasts so much, here are some friends of the show who you would love. <laughs> Hi, I'm Internet Steve Sterling Watson, benevolent founder of the Indube Network and host of the Indube Podcast, a bi-weekly program as blurdy and eclectic as I am, with topics ranging from music, film, history, culture, time travel, marshmallows, religion, and the brilliance of J.J. Abrams. Search and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Podbean, and wherever podcasts are procured. Also, please support the Indube Network on Patreon. The podcast and this ad is a 3SFX production. Hey everyone, I'm Courtney Hinton of Verve House Collective and you should join me over on the Get Verved podcast. On the Get Verved podcast, we discuss creativity, how to fit creativity into your busy life and leading a life or business with intention. 
I often have other guests on the show to talk about these things with me as we get to the bottom of this whole living your passion thing. The Get Verved podcast is part of Verve House Collective, and I cannot wait to sit down with you in the digital coffee house.